Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. So before I go any further with talking about the topic of discussion for today, I just wanted to let you know that today is going to be the last podcast episode for this season. And I promise you we will be back in April with new topics, new thoughts, and some new interviews for you all to chime in and listen to. I just want to thank you so much for your continued support of the Ruth Speaks podcast. And I just want to remind you that although we're going to be taking just a short break to regroup and get some more great things out to you, I do want to thank you for your commitment to rejoin when we get started back up again in the month of April. All right. So on that note, to close out another wonderful season, season four, I wanted to talk to you a little about the topic of forgiveness. So it's a fateful word. For some people, forgiveness makes them feel good. For others, it may make you feel a little uncomfortable. It depends on where you are with the idea or thought of actually forgiving someone for something, right? So I just kind of want to start off by asking the general question, what does forgiveness mean to you? It can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So I'll just use myself as an example. When I think about what it means to forgive, in my opinion, what the action is requiring is my ability to let something pass that has either offended me, hurt my feelings, or in general made me feel in a way that I just quite frankly didn't like. And so my ability to move past that and more importantly, to not hold it against the person who might have caused it is the act of forgiving, right? So when I am capable of forgiving, I put myself in a position to not be held back by what someone else has said or done. So that is, in general, what I think about when I think of the word forgiveness and what it means. So I want to switch gears now and tell you what Scripture says about forgiveness. Now, bear in mind, there are a lot of Scriptures that talk about forgiveness, but the one that I want to speak about today is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. The King's James Version of the Scripture reads as follows. And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Amen. In keeping that scripture in mind with the thought that I believe that God is setting the standard, he's reminding us that God has forgiven us as a result of the sacrifice of Christ, right? Because of the sacrifice of Christ, we have been forgiven. So in turn, there is an expectation that we should be willing to forgive, that we should be willing to be open to the idea of letting an offense caused by someone else towards us pass, right? So why do you think it is so important for us to work on forgiveness, right? And the idea of forgiving. Well, there's a couple of things that I kind of want to talk about today that I believe 
touch upon why it is so important that we work to forgive one another. The first one being that forgiveness is never for the person who has caused the offense. Rather, forgiveness is for you. Now, this idea, it took me a minute to understand fully what that meant because typically speaking, right, when someone does something to hurt you, the natural instinct is to defend yourself, protect your emotions, protect your feelings, protect your heart. And so instinctively, I think most people develop a wall or a barrier to that person because a lot of us, I mean, sometimes it may take some of us longer than others, don't like the idea of being hurt multiple times, right? So for me personally, you're not going to get a whole lot of opportunities to do something that I don't like or that I feel offends me or hurts my feelings or something along that line. So understanding my nature and how I am, I had to come to the realization that not forgiving someone for something they have done it really doesn't affect the other person. It really affects you. Because what I found is that the inability to forgive someone for something they've done leaves you stuck. And by stuck, I mean where you cannot forgive, you will not be able to heal because you will continue to nurse or nurture whatever happened to cause your inability to forgive. So say, for example, someone has done something to me that hurts my feelings, right? And now I'm harboring a level of resentment against them for what they did to me. Instinctively, it's really up to me to decide how long I want to hold on to this resentment and not forgive them. Because nine times out of 10, the person who did or said whatever hurt my feelings or caused the offense has moved on. They may not even be aware of the fact that they caused the offense, specifically if I didn't tell them that they caused the offense. So At that point, I'm the one that's carrying everything associated with that particular incident, not them. So because I cannot move past it, I continue to nurture it and nurse it. And because I continue to nurture it and nurse it, I can't heal from it. And because I cannot heal from it, now that part of me, wherever it is, is not complete. And because that part of me is not complete, Without realizing it, that part of me may now be affecting other areas that I'm not even aware of because I'm still carrying unforgiveness in my heart for someone else, for something they've done. So let me try to paint that another way. Someone has done something to me that has penetrated me to my core. It has really offended me and hurt me. So as a result of that, I shut down emotionally. Not only do I not forgive them, but now I'm in a position where I'm afraid to trust someone else in the way that I may have trusted that particular person who hurt me. So now going forward, I'm still nurturing the hurt from the person who hurt me, but also in the process of nurturing that hurt, I'm not allowing myself to open up or trust anyone else. So now my ability to trust anyone else, now my ability to engage in another healthy relationship with someone else is being impacted because I'm still holding on to unforgiveness from this other person. So without realizing it, my ability to not forgive is impacting me in other ways of my life and other areas of my life. And when I say, you know, if you find yourself struggling with trust as a result of the ability to not forgive, trust and believe, as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, how you engage or interact with people here 
inevitably will impact in how you engage and interact with the Lord because we tend to be who we are in any sort of relationship that we have, meaning our habits, our behavior, all of those things continue. They don't change because we are now dealing and shifting with God. We are who we are. We're human. So just keep that thought in mind that not being able to forgive impacts the ability to heal. And where you cannot heal, you cannot move forward, right? And where you are not healed, you remain incomplete. And where incompleteness is present, there remains a level of brokenness. And where brokenness is present, it impacts the relationship that we have with God. So point two, when we're still staying with the idea of forgiveness, is quite frankly, you know, I kind of already touched upon it a little bit with talking about point one, Forgiveness frees our heart to receive. So using the example that I gave a minute ago, if I'm stuck on being hurt by what someone did to me, I may miss an opportunity that God presents to me because I cannot let go of the hurt from someone else, meaning I have shut myself down from being receptive to anything that might even resemble what I believed hurt me to begin with. And so if I've shut myself down in a certain area of my life, I am no longer receptive to anything in that area. That would include something that God may be trying to present to me in that specific space. And I guess the best example, again, is just to stay with the idea that someone has hurt you, right? A very best friend has hurt your feelings. They've hurt you. You've had a long-standing relationship and they've done something that hurts you to the core. You cannot forgive that. So you shut yourself down from the idea or hope of ever having another friend in that capacity. Someone that you let get as close to you as you did this former best friend who hurt your feelings. Now enter in God who wants to align you with someone else who can be that friend to you. But because you are still functioning in unforgiveness from the former best friend, you cannot see who this new person may represent, and more importantly, what they may be willing to do or offer you in terms of healing and kind of moving past what happened. You shut yourself off or down from the idea of ever having that type of friendship again. And friendship relationships is just clearly where we have to exercise forgiveness, but the type of relationship can vary. You know, it really doesn't matter. You can harbor unforgiveness with the parent. You can harbor unforgiveness with the sibling. You can harbor unforgiveness with an extended family member. You can harbor unforgiveness with a spouse, a partner, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, what have you. Wherever you are harboring unforgiveness and with whomever you are harboring unforgiveness, you are right now blocking your ability to receive in that area whatever God may be wanting to do, trying to do, or may have already tried to do with you there. The final point that I'd like to make right now for today when we're talking about the whole idea of forgiveness, right, and our capacity to work toward forgiveness is the idea or notion that, in my opinion, forgiveness is an extension of our capacity to love as God has called us to and he desires. You know, the Bible talks about how we are to love our neighbors, we love ourselves. And I don't think a lot of people actually put this to practice on a consistent basis. I'll admit that I fall short of it to myself sometimes. It's as though we want people to love us the way we want to be loved. But a lot of times we may not be willing to love others in the way that 
we desire. So it's more of a love me the way I want to be loved and I'll choose when and how I want to love you the way that I should love you. So it's a lot of give it to me first and then I'll give it back to you kind of behavior going on, at least in my opinion, as opposed to I'm going to love you the way I want to be loved with the expectation that you will love me back in that way, right? We love others as we want to be loved. So if we keep that in mind, right? And I have just said a moment ago that forgiveness is an extension of love. The capacity to forgive is rooted in the ability for us to move beyond the faults of someone else, right? In order to do that, we have to be willing to love them in such a way that we will not hold grudges, that we will not allow our heart to be hardened towards them, and that we will be able to move forward in a way that is healthy as it relates to them. Now, please bear in mind, healthy may not necessarily always mean the relationship needs to remain in the same capacity, meaning say it's a boyfriend. Just because you forgive the boyfriend doesn't necessarily mean that he's supposed to stay a boyfriend. Let me clarify that. The whole idea is that the ability to forgive means that you are demonstrating love and loving someone beyond their mistakes, beyond their faults, even those that offend you. And because you are willing to do that, right? You are loving them in the way that you would want them to love you. Were you the one who made the mistake and caused the offense and wanted forgiveness, knowingly or unknowingly, right? And so to me, it's cyclical. It's one big circle. We forgive because we want to be forgiven. We love others in the way that we want to be loved. I do not believe that we can forgive without also being capable of loving. I believe that there has to be a level of love present, just general good nature toward other people in order to be able to forgive. But I believe that that general good nature and presence of love toward other people is exactly what God wants us to do. Because if we're capable of doing that, right? If we're capable of loving, then love will cover the sin of not being able to forgive. If we're capable of loving, then love will cover the sin of being impatient, of being jealous. All of the things that would be considered sinful in God's eyes, if we are capable of loving, then a temptation to do something that doesn't fit within the description of what love is, is minimal. If we are capable of loving, then our ability to forgive should be great. And the ability to not forgive and to hold grudges should be minimal. Because it is those things, when I use the word sin, Let me clarify, it is in my opinion that it is those types of emotions, lack of forgiveness, not being patient, being quick to anger, being prideful, holding on to grudges are all the things, all of the emotions in my opinion that potentially lead us towards sin. So it is imperative, I think, to remember that when we are in the path or process of thinking about forgiveness, We give due consideration to the idea that forgiveness is key in terms of it being an extension of our capacity and ability to love. Amen. So before I leave you with my tidbit to chew on, I'd just like to say thank you again for tuning in to the Ruth Speaks podcast thus far, for joining me faithfully for listening to the episodes that I put out and for being an active partner with me all the way up to 
a successful completion of season four, please, please, please do know that we will be back in April with more episodes for you. And I sincerely hope that you will join in um, and listen in to my thoughts and words of encouragement and just nuggets for you to consider. So as I close out this episode, I'd like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. The capacity to make mistakes is huge. We all have made them and we are all going to make them. The ability to move past the mistakes of others, however, is a blessed skill to possess. I encourage each of you to work to possess that skill. That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions.